Hey everyone, welcome to the Austin Reynolds Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Austin Reynolds. Sorry for the couple days delay on getting my stuff out, as I have got a jam-packed show today. As I will break down the NASCAR results from this past weekend, what the standings are looking like in the playoffs, and what the events are this weekend. And for Major League Baseball, I'll break down the wild card series. And as y'all know, I do my podcast at nighttime, most of the time. So, the Dodgers and the Padres are still playing. It's 5-3 to three right now. So I probably won't be able to announce who won that game but by the end of the show. But I will be breaking down the games and saying who won the games and in the game ones of the National and American League Division Series. And then I would then for high school football, I'll break down the results from week eight of Georgia High School Football Class 3A. And the results of week seven college week six college football season. And I will do the Marshall and Louisiana week seven preview as they play team. Wednesday, which at this point in time is today, and I will do my reaction to the AP Top Pro for Week 7, and I will talk NFL action from this past weekend. So, let's hop in prayer and let's get into it. Dear Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for everything that you do. Um, we thank you for all that you've given us and all that we are capable of having, and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I'm going to go ahead and start with what I got laid out in front of me. Because we're going to start off with week 8 of the Georgia High School Football Class 3A games. And we're going to start off with Region 1. And Region 1, and most of the regions, you, as you know, are in Region Play. And for all y'all don't know how it works, I'm going to start doing the standings after this week's, after this week's games. I'm going to start doing the standings because the top four teams in each region go to the playoffs. So, let's go ahead and get started. As... It was 6-0 Dory, who was already 1-0 in the region, was taking on 2-4 two, two Columbus, who was 0-1 in the region, as Dory would pick up the win to remain undefeated, 54-24. Then it was 4-2 Monroe, who was 0-1 on the region, taking on 3-3 three three Chris County, who was also 0-1 on the region, as Chris County would pick up their first region win, 37-20. <clears throat> Then it was 4-1 Carver, 1-0 in the region, taking on Thomasville at 3-3, also 1-0 in the region, as Thomasville would go above 500 with a nail-biter, 15-14 victory. Well, not really nail-biter, a very close game. But that was a nail-biter because I've seen the highlights, so it was a great game. And then for Region 2, as Peach County had an open week this week, they did not play. <clears throat> as they started their region games, Last week, as 4-2 Mary Persons was taking on 3-3 three three Jackson. This is their first week in region. As Jackson defeated Mary Persons 28-14. Then it was 2-4 Upson Lee taking on 2-4 Pike. As Upson Lee would pick up the win 45-29. Now on region 3. As they, are also, now they have been in region for three to about the past three weeks. As it was 1-5 Groves taking on 4 no. A 1-5 Groves, who was 0-3 in the region, taking on 4-0 Calvary Day, who was 2-0 in the region, who is one of my favorites to be in the state championship. I'm not saying it will be, but to one of my teams, I think they can make it to the state championship as Calvary Day would handle this game easily, 49-8. Then it was Liberty County at 3-3, 1-2 in the region, taking on Savannah County Day, who was 3-3, 1-2 region as well, as Liberty County would pick up the win 30-6. Then it was Savannah Christian, who was 5-1 and 2-1 and and in the region, was taking on Johnson, who was 4-1 and 2-0 and in the region, as Savannah Christian would pick up the win 
Then it was one and five Beach, one and two in the region, taking on Long County, who is four and two, two and one region. As Long County picks up their third region win with a shout, 44-0. Then in region four, as they started off in as they started the region last week and they're in the second week of region play as a Richmond Academy. Who was three and three? Owen one in the region was taking on one and five Cross Creek. Owen one in the region as Richmond would win forty-seven to zero. Then it was five and one Harlem one and zero in the region taking on as Azabite four and two one and zero in the region as Harlem would pick up a very close win to remain unbeaten in region play seventeen to fourteen. Then Salem was zero and six zero and one in the region taking on four and two Morgan who was one and zero in the region as they shut out Salem forty-five to zero. If region five. Now this is the only region I don't take my word on this that, that every team makes it play because only four teams in the region. But Cedar Grove, Sandy Creek, and Douglas all had a bye. As Monday Mills at five and one was taking on four and one Carver. Carver's the region four team. As Carver would pick up the win. And I forgot to write the score down, but Carver did pick up the win and I apologize for that, y'all. Now we're gonna jump into region six. As region six is already in week four. Four their region as they have eight teams, so they start off really early. As it was five and one Addisville at three and zero in the region, taking on over six region, who was over three in the region as Addisville picked up their fourth region win, forty two to seven. Then it was Lafayette at one and five, over three in the region, taking on Bremen, who was three and three, two and one in the region as Bremen gets above five hundred with a forty one to fourteen victory. Then it was Gordon Lee at two and four, one and two in the region, taking on Lakeview Oglethorpe. Who was two and four, one and two in region, and Gordon Lee would pick up the win. 47 to 27. Then it was five and one Kahua Creek, who was three and oh in the region, taking on Ringo, who was three and three, two and one in the region. As Ringo would pick up the win, 34 to 13. Then we go in region seven. Which was five and one Lumpton County, who was one and one on the region, taking on five and one Gilmer, who was two and oh in region play. As Lumpton County would pick up a field goal win, field goal win as they would win 31 to 28. And it was two and four Westlanian taking on who was one and one in the region taking on White County who was two and three and zero and one in the region. As Westlanian would pick up the win twenty two to seventeen. Then it was one and four Pickens who was zero and one in the region taking on four and two Dawson who was two and zero in the region as Dawson would shut them out twenty seven and nothing. And West Hall had open now. We'll get to my favorite region. This is the region I played in. This is the region my high school is from. Um, so, before we even get started, this is a very tough region to the point where I think Hart County won't make it. Because you got Monroe Area, Herbert Christian Academy, Stevens, and Oconee, who all probably going to make the playoffs, and Hart County is probably going to end up being forced six this year. That's just my opinion. We're going to hop into it as then I'll do what my friend Benjamin Lund sent me. He sent me his, his rankings on it, and I'm going to tell y'all if I agree with it. As it was two and four Monroe area, zero and one taking on Hebron Christian Academy, who was undefeated six and zero, one and zero in region. As Monroe, as y'all know, they've had a tough schedule. If you follow Monroe, Monroe picked up a dominant win, winning forty one to seven. Then it was five and one Stevens, who was one and zero in the region. Who, in my personal opinion, is one of the most improved teams in three A. As they have a shot this year, they're very tough offensively, very tough defensively. As they was taking on zero and six Franklin, who was zero and one on the season. As Stevens dismantled them sixty three to nothing. And it was 4-2 Hart County, who was 1-0 in the region, taking on 3-3 Oconee, who was 0-1. Oconee picked up the win 31-14. This is what I'm getting at. Hart County is not a bad school. 
not a bad team. If they was in a completely different region, I think they make the playoffs. But because of the region they're in, I think that's why they don't make it now. As I was telling you, my, my friend Benjamin London, who also does podcast, uh, sports, sideline talk show, I think that's what it's called. I can't use that word. He sent me a thing of his region eight of three A week nine football rankings, and I'm gonna and we're gonna start from the bottom and see where I agree with it. So we're gonna start off Franklin County, who's six. That's true. I mean they're zero seven. Man, they ain't won a game all year. They're definitely the worst team in the region. Then it's Hart County, who is four and three now. And no discredit, Hart County. I think Hart County is literally I think ranked like twentieth in three A. That's a playoff team. But the fact that they're in this region and I'm probably not going to make it. Now, if they can pick up a win against one of these teams and find a way in the region, then so be it. But I don't think it happens. Then the fourth place is the Coney. They're three and they're four and three in the year, too. They had some tough non-conference games, and they lost their first region game, but they came back and won. So, I think the Coney's going to be tough. I think they can make a couple a couple games in the region, in the playoffs. Then third is Herbert Christian Academy, who had a big loss. They was actually undefeated for the Mono area game. And honestly, I think Herbert Christian Academy may be the fourth seed team by the end of the year. But right now, I'm giving Christian Academy third. Now, actually, no, I'll scratch that. I, I would disagree with this ranking. I think Oconee should be third. And he, he, he Christian Academy should be fourth just because how they played against Monroe area. Then the second is Monroe area. They're three and four. Now, they got a losing record, but they had a very physical game with Stevens County the week before. And I think that this is one of the best teams in, in the region, if not a top. 10 team in the state when they get in the playoffs because they were very good last year. I think they're going to be good this year. They've had a lot of tough games. Number one, Stevens County. I mean, they're 7 and 1. They're 6 and 1. 2 and 0 region play. Dominant against Franklin. They beat Flowery Branch. They hung in there with Raven. Um, this team's going to be tough. And I don't think nobody else in this region is really going to beat them. Um, but that's just my personal opinion on that. Um, so, yeah. We'll leave it at that. But that does it for all of the 3A games. Region 1 through 8, and I will have, tomorrow I will have all my predictions on the Week 9 matchups. Now we're going to start off with college football Week 6. As y'all know, we did the um, weekday games with Nebraska defeating the Rutgers 14-13. Houston defeating Memphis 33-32. Colorado State picking up the first win against Nevada 17-14. And San Jose State defeating UNLV 40-7. Now we're going to hop into D. Games on Saturday, as it was three, as it was Auburn taking on number two ranked Georgia. Georgia looked better this week, picking up a forty-two to ten win. Now Bennett still has inconsistency in the game, but we scored six rushing touchdowns. Our defense played real good, like one touchdown in the fourth quarter, and we was able to pick up the win. Then it was number ranked, it was fifth ranked Clemson taking on Boston College, and Clemson did what I figured they would do. I did not think they would score these few points. I did not think they would hold them, but they did. But Clemson picked up the win, 31-3. Then it was number four, Michigan, taking on Indiana. As Michigan will pick up the win, 31-10. Um, slowish, but they picked up the win. Then it was Arkansas taking on 23rd Mississippi State. As Mississippi State, as Will Rogers is continuing to put the world on notice as, he, as they would beat Arkansas, 40-17. <clears throat> then it was Missouri taking on Florida in a very competitive game. Florida would pick up the win, twenty-four to seventeen. <clears throat> then it was Purdue taking on Maryland. As Purdue again picks up another big win, as they would win thirty-one to twenty-nine. Then it was Louisville taking on Virginia. As Louisville would double what Virginia put on the board, as Louisville would pick up the win, thirty-four to seventeen. 
Then it was Eastern Michigan taking on Western Michigan. I thought this game would be a whole lot closer than it was. I had Eastern Michigan still winning, but Eastern Michigan was able to pick up the win 45-23. to 23. Then it was Buffalo taking on Bowling Green. as Buffalo dismantled Bowling Green 38-7. Then it was Akron taking on Ohio as Ohio will make short work of Akron. Because they would score a lot of points. They would allow a lot of points, but they was they scored so many points. Akron could keep up with them. Ohio won 55-34. Then it was Georgia Southern taking on Georgia State in a game I was completely shocked by. But Georgia Southern was able, Georgia State was able to pick up the win, forty-one to thirty-three. Then it was South Florida taking on twenty-four ranked Cincinnati. This game was a whole lot closer than I had, but Cincinnati picked up the win, twenty-eight to twenty-four. Then it was Texas Tech taking on four and Oklahoma State. As I got this one right on the money, I ain't bragging, but I had it forty-one thirty-one. Oklahoma State as Oklahoma State picked up the win, forty-one to thirty-one. And it was Liberty taking on UMass as Liberty would pick up the win against UMass 42 to 24. Then it was Wisconsin taking on Northwest as Wisconsin would get back to their winning ways with a 42 to 7 victory. Then it was Virginia Tech taking on Pitt following their loss to Georgia Tech the week before as they would win 45 to 29. Then it was ECU taking on Tulane. I thought ECU was going to be able to pick up this win, but offensively they could not get nothing going as Tulane would pick up the win 24 to 9. Then it was Tulsa taking on Navy. And this one shot me too is Navy. Would win 33 21. I think I wrote that right now. I don't think it was 53 21. If it was, I apologize. Then it was Ball State taking on Central Michigan. As I had this game being very close, not as close as it was. And I actually had Central Michigan picking up the win, but Ball State was able to pick up the win 17 to 16. Then it was Toledo taking on Northern Illinois. That Toledo did what I figured they would do pick up the win 52 to 32. Then it was Kent State taking on Miami, Ohio. And I was shocked by this one, too. Miami, Ohio picks up the win. 27-24. Then it was Middle Tennessee State taking on UAB. UAB with a good win this week as they would win 41-14. Then it was third-ranked Ohio State taking on Michigan State. Now, I'm going to start here. Michigan State has not impressed me this year at all. I thought it would be so much better than it was. But, again, they lose. Ohio State wins 49-20. Then it was nine, not ninth ranked Ole Miss taking on Vandy. Vandy gave Ole Miss a scare in that first half, but Ole Miss was able to put the, put the gas on in the second half and pick up the win, fifty-two to twenty-eight. Then it was twenty-first ranked Washington getting upset by Arizona State, forty-five to thirty-eight. I was completely shocked. Um, Washington put up the points I thought they would. They just lost so much more than I thought they was going to, but it happened. Then it was Duke taking on Georgia Tech, and this is an upset to me. I still think it was close. I'm not going to say upset because I only had Duke win about one, but I did not think Duke was going to lose this game. That's what I'm saying. I thought I felt, it felt like an upset to me. But Georgia Tech was winning overtime 23-20. Then it was Air Force taking on Utah State. As Utah State is not impressed me at all, and Air Force has. I thought Air Force was going to pick up his win, but Utah State was able to edge him out by a touchdown 34-27. to Then it was Wyoming taking on New Mexico. As Wyoming would defeat New Mexico. 27-14. Then it was James Madison who did his advance to 5-0 in the season to defeat Arkansas State 42-20. Then it was Appalachian State losing to Texas State. Did not see this come. Texas State picked up the win 36-24. Then it was Troy defeating Southern Miss 27-10. And UConn is 3-4 this year. They beat FIU this weekend 33-12. Then there's UTEP taking on Louisiana Tech. And this was 
closer than I thought it would be. But Louisiana Tech will pick up the win, 41-31. And number 13 ranked Kentucky got upset. We'll let us leave the game. But they got upset by South Carolina, 24-14. Then it was 15th ranked Wake Forest, dominating Army, 45-10. Then it was Iowa taking on Illinois. Now, I thought Iowa would pick up this win. I knew it would be a defensive battle. As um, But Illinois picked up a defensive field goal game, winning 9-6. Sorry, I was doing some research on something I need to know. And then it was Texas A&M giving Alabama a scare. Now, we're going to pause. Alabama won the game 24-20. Now, Alabama saved the game with that pass interference caught the They caused the pass interference, but it would have been a touchdown if he didn't. So, Texas A&M is on the two-yard line. With time, no time remaining, you got a chance to upset Alabama. And you run a route to the outside or from the right side of the field, but you're not even in the end zone when the ball, where the ball was thrown. I don't understand the play calls. One of the worst play calls I've ever seen in my life. And I think if they throw it up, you know, Alabama gets defeated. Now, remember... I don't think Texas A&M. I don't think Texas A&M can only score twenty points and beat Alabama. The Bryce Young's playing. That's my opinion. And it was Coastal Carolina defeating UL Monroe twenty-eight to twenty-one in a pretty good game. And not expected to be that close, but pretty good game. Then it was twelve Frank Oregon taking on Arizona. Oregon did what I figured they would do. Pretty dominating win, winning forty-nine to twenty-two. Then it was Fresno State taking on Boise State. Fresno just looks sluggish this year. They have struggled so much this year. Again, they struggled. And I don't understand why Boise State was able to pick up the win 40-20. Then it was Hawaii taking on San Diego State in a game that I thought was nowhere near as competitive as it was. But San Diego State was able to edge out Hawaii 16-14. Then it was Oregon State taking on Stanford. This game was a little bit closer than I projected. I had Oregon State winning 37-27. Oregon State ultimately still picked the win, but they won 28-27. Now we're going to do picks of the week. Because I, I went 8-2 this week. Y'all a great week. I went 8-2. That makes me... Hang on, y'all. I lost my paper. Give me one second, y'all. Guys, give me one. I apologize, y'all. Guys, I'm so sorry. I have lost my paper. Okay, I got it. Sorry, y'all. As that would make me 38-22 on Picks of the Week from Week 1 through Week 6. Sorry, y'all. I cannot believe I lost that paper for a second. I misplaced it in my spot. We're going to go through the games. As Texas taking Oklahoma. Had Texas winning, but not winning 49 nothing. I picked out the win right, but Texas dominated Oklahoma. Oklahoma's definitely in rebuild. If anybody thought Oklahoma was going to be competitive, I thought they were going to be 9-3, at least decently competitive. I, I would admit I was wrong. This team stank. Then it was a 5-0 battle between 17th-ranked TCU and 19th-ranked Kansas. I thought 
Kansas would pick up this win. Hey, Phil. It fell short. It's a good game that everybody thought it was going to be. CCU picked up the win, 38-31. Then it was Tennessee, number 8 Tennessee, dismantling number 25 LSU. I seen it coming, 40-13 Tennessee. Then for the second straight week, I got to upset people of UCLA again. And I'm hyped about it. It's number 18 UCLA defeated 11 Frank Utah, 42-32. Thought it'd be a lot more closer than that, but so I, not, I mean, like offensively, I didn't see it being like this. And it was North Carolina taking on Miami, as it was close. And North Carolina picked up the win, 27-24. I thought it, I thought North Carolina would really score some more offense, but they still picked up the win. Then it was UTSA defeating Western Kentucky, 38-31. This was a great game, just like I thought it would be. Um, then it was Kansas State taking on Iowa State, as they had barely edged in my. I thought it was gonna have a whole lot more points. But Kansas State will pick up the win 10 9. With six front USC defeating Washington State 30 14. And the second game that I lost was the BYU Notre Dame game. I thought BYU would win this game, but Notre Dame would pick up the win 28 20. Then it was Florida State taking on North Carolina State. This game was a whole lot more close than I thought it would be. North Carolina State was still able to pick up the win 19 17. Now we're going to jump into the top 25. We're going to start out with teams that dropped out. But BYU's lost. Notre Dame, they dropped out. Washington at 20, it was 16th. And Washington at 21st. And LSU at 25th with their losses dropped out. We'll start off with 25th. James Madison. is the. This is their first year at FPS. They are the third. They are the third team that have their first year to join FBS and FCS. They go 5-0 joining UTSA in 2012 and Florida Atlantic in 04. Now, if, Jay, if James Madison wins this week, this weekend, they will be the if they win their next game, they will be the first six no start by a first year FBS FBS program in history. Now, my shot in their rank, yes, I did not think they put them in the rankings this fast, but I mean they have looked good all year. So, props to them. 24th is Illinois. Hey, they're five and one, man. You gotta start creating them in there. Big team at five and one. I was honestly shot they got back ranked. But they are. Then it's Texas. It's 23rd. I don't think they should be ranked right now. I think if they can get about two, three more wins, they should put them back in the rankings, but they got them in the rankings. 22nd is Kentucky. They dropped nine spots. I was actually shot they were still ranked. But I think a lot of it had to do with the way they lost to Ole Miss. And I still stand on I think they should have never lost to Ole Miss the way they said they lost. I'm going to leave that at that. But, um, but then we then we'll live with going out in that second half. I think that's why they kept them right. But I think they should have dropped out for that loss. This is my opinion. In the 21st of Cincinnati, they went up three. I mean, they lost that one game to Arkansas. That one loss don't look good on them right now. But with B-Real, Cincinnati's not going to go 11 and 12 and win to be in the playoffs this year. They're not going to do that. They had, they had to win undefeated again. But I'm fine with that. And 20th was Utah. They went down nine spots now. I'm okay with Utah being 4-2 and two being out of rank. They're still being ranked. Because Florida's not a bad squad. I think Florida will end up being ranked again before the year's over. And UCLA is 6-0. So, tough school. The 19th, Kansas did not move. Now, this I don't agree with. Now, I understand this was a... 17 versus 19 Frank matchup. They should at least drop three or four spots. 
before the loss. I don't think you keep them right there. And then you got other teams below them. I think should be above them. But, hey, the AP going to do what they want to. The 18th for Syracuse. I mean, they're 5-0. They're still undefeated. Um, maybe it's a lot of hype. I don't know. But they're 5-0. They went up four spots to 18th. You know, it's Kansas State who went up three spots. I think they should actually fail a couple spots because of that game they had. They should have won better than 10-9, but it is what it is. Then, the 16th is Mississippi State. They're plus seven. Now, I'm going to jump into this real, 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 real fast. If they had never lost to LSU, this is a top 10 team. I think Mississippi State is the biggest threat. In the SEC right now. I think they're the best school in the SEC. Offensively, can't nobody slow them down. Um, my personal opinion, I think Mississippi State is the favorite to win the SEC. And if they win out, they go into the playoffs. I mean, I'm not being funny. I think okay, I think Mississippi State is tough. It's going to be hard to beat them. And the 15th was North Carolina State. They struggled against Florida State. So, I, I, I saw that go down one. I think we ain't put enough respect on Florida State's name. They hung in there with Wake Forest. They hung in there with North Carolina State. Could have won either one of the game. And I think they're going to hang in there with Clemson this weekend. So, with all that being said, I'm cool with North Carolina State dropping. I think maybe they should have stayed the same. But a lot of that had to do with the next team. And that was Wake, who dismantled Army. They went up one, and I, and I understand that, and I agree with that. And 13th is TCU. Um, They went up four spots. It was a ranked win, so it's a good win. I agree with it. I don't know if they should have went above Wake. I know TCU's going to feed you, but I'm not ready to put them above Wake yet. But it is what it is in today. 12th is Oregon. I'm cool with that. UCLA, they went up seven spots to a live. Now, that I'm cool with. You went back-to-back weeks. I know Washington ain't right no more, but you went back-to-back weeks beating ranked teams. You had two upsets back-to-back. Chip Kelly got his UCLA team looking like his Oregon team. Not like how it was, but you know what I'm saying, like winning. So I agree with that. The 10th and 9th is the same, but Penn State's still 10th. Ole Miss still 9th. I'm cool with that. Both of them got they're still undefeated. So, eight is Oklahoma State. I agree with them dropping. I definitely do because their defense is horrible. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I think Oklahoma State's got one of the worst defenses. That's in the top 25. They struggle so bad, but their offense is so great. And the seventh is USC because they went down one. And I agree with that because there have been a couple games this year where he was like, nah, it shouldn't have been that close, but they still picked up the win. The sixth is Tennessee. They got a big matchup with Alabama this weekend. And I agree with that because Tennessee did what they did to LSU, which I already knew. I don't think LSU should have been ranked. I think the only reason they ranked is because they beat Mississippi State. I think if they lose that game, they're not ranked right now. Then the fifth was Michigan. If they went down one. If Michigan was actually fourth last week, if they went down, I agree with that because of the way Clemson's been playing. Beating Wake, North Carolina State, and beating Boston College is pretty good. I agree with Michigan. I, I think Coastal should have been in the top four two weeks ago. Then in third, this is where it gets interesting. Third was Alabama. They went down two. Now, if any of y'all know me, if you communicate with me, you know I think Ohio State's the best team in the country right now. Ohio State second. Georgia went back up to first. If you're – okay. This is where I get very aggravated with the way they do this. Okay, Alabama, yes, they barely won. You, you didn't have your starting quarterback. You led basically the whole game. You never you never trailed. You won the game. Texas A&M, everybody had this game hyped up. We all don't. We had it hyped up all year. I think there was too much hype on this game. Except to say Alabama should have dropped two spots. Maybe you drop them one, and you drop Georgia down one. 
and you throw Ohio State over the first. I think it should have been Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. I don't mean, I'm telling you right now, I think Clemson's better than Georgia. Georgia does not deserve to be number one team. I'm a Georgia fan. I'm a diehard Georgia fan. I think Clemson's the third best team in the country. I think Ohio State's number one. I think Bama's two. But I don't think, I think you should have just left it alone and switched Clemson. If you were going to do it the way they did it, I would have switched Clemson and Michigan and just left them three alone. If anything, I would have dropped Georgia. And I've been with them put a house at first. But I know they weren't going to do that because how good Georgia played. Yes, they played good, but been still struggling on the consistency with the throwing the ball. And I just feel like they should have did that. I just feel like they really should have left it alone. But, you know, they do what they want to. So now we're going to jump into the NFL. So we're going to break down the week five games. As the Colts and Broncos was the most boring game I've ever seen in my life. As the Broncos, as the Colts would win 12 and 9. As Russell Wilson named it around both through two picks, and Russell Wilson blew a wide open touchdown. I don't know how in the world he missed that wide open touchdown. I did not see. I mean, this is ridiculous. But Indianapolis wins the pick of the second one of the year. Then it was the Vikings defeating the Bears 29 to 22. As Justin Jefferson just went slap off in this game, as he had 12 catches for 154 yards. And the Bears' offense looked a little better, in my opinion. Not the greatest, but they still looked a little better. It was a great game, but Minnesota was able to pick up their fourth one of the year. And it was the Atlanta Falcons to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Tampa Bay was up 21 to nothing. They won this game 21-15. And this is only part one of my problem with the NFL. This was the dumbest roughing the passer call I've ever seen. Great as it goes in the game. This is in the fourth quarter. And if it was a set, then Atlanta's getting the ball back. He grabs him by his waist and flips him around. Does not slam him or nothing. Brady back his head hits the ground a little bit, and they call roughing the passer. That was not roughing the passer. It was complete bull crap. And who knows what happens if Atlanta gets the football. That's all I'm going to say. That was bull. Then it was the New York Giants defeating the Green Bay Packers to pick up their fourth and win 27-22. As Rodgers didn't have a bad game. I mean, Giants just edged him out. It was a good game, though. I liked it. And it was Buffalo Bills. This man going to Pittsburgh still was 38-3. I'm not even going to get into that. That's just what it was. Then it was the Los Angeles Chargers in a dog fight. As at first you thought the Browns were going to win this game. It was 14-3 in the, the first quarter. And then it was 21-17. And then the Chargers was outscored them 13-7 in the second half. It was a great game. Um, as the Chargers pick up a field goal with Midway through the full quarter, and that would, that would be it. And that would edge them out. Then it was the Patriots shutting out the Lions. I don't know how that happened. 29 nothing. That was just crazy. Then it was the Saints defeating the Seahawks 39-32 to pick up their second win of the year. As Andy Dalton, he played consistent, but Tyreek Hill was the big factor with his nine carries for 112 yards and three touchdowns. And Saints picked up the win. And it was the Jets is meddling the Dolphins 40 to 17. As the Jets finally have won a game against AFC East opponent, breaking the streak of 12. Um as Pretty Bridgewater got hurt. Um Tyreek was able to get a lot of catches, but not a lot of yards on him. And they had to put Thompson in. He didn't play horrible, but he did throw a pick. Um as the Jets just dominated him. It was the Tennessee Titans defeating the Washington Commanders 21-17. to 
as Henry came through again with 102 yards and two touchdowns. Carson Wentz, he went off. He had 359 yards, but the two touchdowns and a pick, and they just they weren't able to really run the ball that good. And that was a big factor in that game. I think running was a lot to do with it. They could not get the running game going as Tennessee would pick up the win. Then it was the Houston Texans defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars 13-6. Trevor Lawrence struggled with two interceptions. Um, Marvin had a good game for him. He got seven catches, 104 yards, but it just came. This was a very low-scoring game, and the Texans were able to pick up their first win. Then it was the San Francisco 49ers beating the Carolina Panthers 37 to 15. As they was as Tampa as San Francisco had a good mix of running throw and they was able to do what they wanted to. And they defeated Carolina. Then it was the Cowboys defeating the Rams. I don't know what's going on with the Rams, but Dallas defeated the Rams 22 to 10. Um Cooper Rush, every time he play, he win. So I'm gonna say Stafford is still struggling with these picks. He's he needs to be thankful he got Cooper Cup, who has seven catches, 125 yards in touchdown. But Stafford is really, really struggling right now. Then it was the Philadelphia Eagles remaining undefeated on the season with a 20-17 victory over Arizona. As Cam Decker would kick the game-winning field goal with a minute 45 left. As Jalen Hurts would have another good game, 234 yards rushing, 61 yards, I mean passing, 61 yards rushing with two touchdowns. Yeah, it was a good game. But Philly remains undefeated. It was the Baltimore Ravens taking on Cincinnati Bengals in the Sunday night football game. As I thought this was going to be another Ravens blow, blown lead. As Lamar didn't have the greatest passing game. I mean, he didn't throw a lot of yet. He didn't throw 174 versus 58. Mark Andrews came up big. Um, Joe Burrow had a decent game. This was a very good game. It was competitive all the way through. It was 10-0, 10-10. And Baltimore was able to outscore them 9-7. That's Baltimore picks up the win. Then, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders as the Raiders blew a 17-point lead and would get outscored 30-12. to And this was another bullcrap call to where I'm going to go ahead and say it like how it is. It was stupid. Derek Carr had the ball late in the second quarter, if you watched it. And Chris Jones came behind him. And he stripped the ball, sacked him, and he fell on top of him. He put his left arm and braced hit. They called this roughing the passer. This is ridiculous. These referees need to get their skirts out of their butt cheek and get this over with, man, because this is ridiculous. That was not roughing the passer. But this was a game. If you was a fantasy player like I am, I had a great night. I'm just going to put it this way. Patrick Mahomes had 292 yards and four touchdowns. Devontae Adams for the, Raven, for the Raiders had three catches for 124 yards and two touchdowns. And Travis Kelsey caught all four of the touchdown passes with seven catches for 25 yards and four touchdowns and had a fantasy day like crazy. But they've got to get they've got to fix something about this um roughing the pasture stuff. It's ridiculous. I don't really know what's going on with it, but it's absolutely ridiculous. Now we're gonna hop into Major League Baseball. Like I said, they might I'm pretty sure they're still playing the Padres and Dars. I might not be able to get to that game. But we're going to go ahead and jump into Major League Baseball. And I'm going to go ahead and break down the wild card, which is not really much to break down. We'll go ahead and get started. As the Guardians would pick with win back both games, one and two as they advanced to the AL Divisional. Then it was the Mariners sweeping the Blue Jays to advance to the Divisional as well. Then it was the Padres. This was one of the biggest shockers to me. But the Padres defeating the Mets in three games, two. Fans through the National League Division, and then the Phillies sweeping the Cardinals with another big one. And I honestly, I know I had the Cardinals 
Like I said, I know I had the Cardinals beating them. But Philly is not nobody to play with. I just thought the Cardinals would be able to edge them out and be able to get, get out that series. So now that brings it to the National League Division Series. It's the Phillies versus the Braves in the, in the, in the National League East showdown. And it's the Padres versus the Dodgers in the National League West showdown. And for the American League, it is the Astros against the Mariners. And the Yankees versus the Guardians, all in the best of five. And I'm going to go ahead and do my predictions on it. Now, game one, Phillies defeated the Braves. Last night, 7-6. So, I guess the Phillies are one game lead. I already had my mind made up. That's why I meant to get this podcast out yesterday. But I still got the Braves winning this series three in four games, 3-1. to one. I think they're going to lose another game in this series. Then, for the game that's going on right now, it's the Dodgers and the Padres are in the bottom of the eighth, and the Dodgers are winning 5-3. to three. Um, I have the Dodgers also winning three games to one. Even if they win tonight, I still got to win three games to one. Even if they lose, I still got to win three games to one. Then, then advance to the American League is the Astros who defeated the Mariners eight to seven. I actually have it. No matter what, I think Astros sweep the Mariners three games enough. Then it was the Yankees defeating the Guardians four to one. So I have the Yankees. I'll have them defeating the Garden, the Guardians three games in one. I still have it the same way I had it in my predictions. I still have the Braves, Dodgers going to the championship series, and the Yankees and the Ast- and the Astros going to their championship series. And with it being the Astros versus the Dodgers in the World Series, I still have that. And I still stand on that. Now, so we had a pack show, and I've been talking about it a lot. As y'all know, we broke down. Sorry, y'all. I forgot to do something, and I'm glad I remind myself. Forgot to do the game that comes on today in college football. As week seven starts tonight, as it's two and three, Louisiana taking on three and two, Marshall. Louisiana has not played how I thought they would, and Marshall has played basically how I thought they would. I think this is going to be a great game. Um, I think Labyrinth from Marshall has a great running game, has 150 yards rushing easy, and I think Marshall picks up this win with a game-winning field goal, 23-21. Now, sorry about that. And then tomorrow I will break down Thursday's games. And Friday and Friday I will break down Friday's games. And you know Saturday, so this is the big podcast. So, with that being said, as y'all know tonight we already broke down the Major League Baseball. Like I said, I cannot do the Dodgers game. I think the Dodgers are gonna win. Honestly, I don't think the score changes. But like I said, I told you I had the Dodgers beating Padres three games and one, no matter what, even if they would lose tonight. So you know we did Major League Baseball. We broke down. The high school football games, as I told you tomorrow, I'll be doing week nine predictions. I told you about, I told you about the college football. We broke down the NFL games, and I'm doing my predictions on week six of the NFL season tomorrow as well with the college football games. So now that leaves us with one thing left. As we're going to go ahead and, you know how we do it, we're going to go ahead and just. Start off in the truck series, as there's nothing to talk about. They didn't race this weekend. They don't race again until October 22nd at Homestead for the last race of the round eight. If y'all follow my podcast, y'all know what the standings look like. <coughs> so, with that being said, in the Xfinity series, they raced at Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course this weekend at the Roval for their last race in the, in the round of 12, as AJ Amendig will pick up the win. As they are going to Las Vegas this Saturday at 3 p.m. to start their round of eight. So 
So what the standings are looking like for the Xfinity Series going in round of eight. As Ryan C., Daniel Henry, the Xfinity Series, Daniel Henry, Riley Hurst, and Jeremy Clemens all got eliminated this past weekend. As now it is eighth place. Now I'm going to start off on the bottom with the race of the teams that the drivers right now that are below the cut line. Starting this is Ryan Seek. I mean, Sam Mayer, who is 28 points behind an eighth. Seventh is Brandon Jones, who is 22 points behind sixth. The rookie, well, full time for his first full time season. Austin Hill, who is 15 points behind. Fifth is Josh Berry, who's 11. Now, the top four drivers, I think my opinion, I think this stays the same. I do. Fourth is Justin Allgaier. Third, Ty Gibbs. Second, A.J. Digger. First is Noah Griggs. I think, think A.J. Digger has the most momentum, but I think Noah Griggs is going to be a tough guy to beat. Now we're going to jump into the Cup Series. As they also race at Las Vegas this weekend. They also race at the Rovers. Christopher Bell picked up the win to advance him to the round of eight. So we're going to go ahead and do the standings on that. As like I said, both teams race at Las Vegas this weekend. And the next weekend, they all three race at Homestead. And then the Cup and Xfinity race at Martinsville. And they'll all be there for the last race of the year for the championship four. But for the Cup Series, but the playoff standings now as Daniel, as Alex, Hang on one second, y'all. That's weird. Anyway, I'm sorry. Now, for the round of eight, it was Kyle Larson, Daniel Suarez, Austin Center, and Tyler Reddick all being eliminated. As again, we're going to start from the bottom. As in eighth place below the cut, as this is the round of eight, you know the top four go to the championship. The next three races for both series is Chase Briscoe. He's an eighth and nine points behind. Denny Hamlin is a seventh, five points behind. William Byron is third, three points behind. And Ron Blaine, who's the luckiest guy in the playoffs right now, he even got the playoffs. He's three points behind. And fourth place is Christopher Bell. Third is Ross Chastain. Second is Joey Logano. First is Chase Elliott. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, I got them advancing to the championship. I have Denny Hamlin and William Byron going above the cut line, knocking down Ross Chastain and Christopher Bell. For the championship. So, like I said, I had a pat show today. We broke down high school football, college football, NFL, Major League Baseball, NASCAR. As that's basically going to do it for today's show, y'all. And I will give y'all a live update on the game. They're still, they just ended the eighth inning and the Dodgers are winning 5 3. So, like I said, I think that score will stay the same. But that does it for today's show. I appreciate y'all tuning in to the show. Remember, we are, we will, I love y'all and appreciate y'all. We'll be back tomorrow with results from the Marshall, Louisiana game. My predictions on the Thursday games of college football. Week 7. Um, Then I will do the results from the following. Then I will do the results. Sorry, y'all got myself confused. Okay, NASCAR. Okay, nothing. As I'll be doing my high school football predictions for week nine, the Louisville Marshall game, and my predictions on Thursday's games of college football, my predictions on NFL's week six 
predictions on week six for NFL. And I will do the react I'll do the results of the Dodgers and Padres game. I think it's gonna be the same. And I will do my predictions on not on predictions, but the results of Wednesday's game, which is the Braves and Phillies and the Padres and Dodgers. Those games should be done before I get off work and get through my get my podcast stuff done and get it out. So busy show tomorrow too. So, but I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Hope y'all have a great day. Yeah, have a great rest of the week, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. But we'll stop and pray, and we'll get out of here. Do you have any Father? Thank you for another great show and another great day. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. We pray you continue to look over us and watch over us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Hope y'all have a great rest of the day, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Remember, it's all gas, no brakes, all 2022. All right. Peace. We out.